Hi, and welcome to the 136th edition of the Keen Minds podcast, where we cover NBC's The Blacklist. This is Season 9, Episode 7, Between Asleep and Awake. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I am Tessa. And very quickly, before we actually dive into the episode, I'd like to give a shout-out to Wendy. She left a uh, review on fanfiction.net for Love Me Twice. She said she listens to the podcast. Um, yes, I did see your review, but I couldn't respond because you left it anonymously. But I just wanted to say thank you. You're awesome. And I appreciate you reading and listening to our podcast. So thanks, Wendy. Which is, she's appropriately named for this podcast. Since there's yes, so many indeed. I would say if there was a, a time to do the shout out, this is the one. So oh, I, someone, told me last, someone told me last time that I'd gotten off on my on my um, episode numberings. I couldn't for the life of me figure out why. And then I realized that I had made a note in my collection of notes to give a shout out to her on the last episode. And my crazy brain went, oh, that's last week's Mm. (laughs) file. And so I got ahead of myself. So yeah, fun times, but Jen's brain's a wacky place. Mm. So how did you like the episode, Tessa? You know, when it began, I was, like, ready for the vomit emoji. (laughs) I was like, oh, please. I mean, chasing red, like, oh, like he killed her. It's like, and, and, you know, it it was like, I mean, Posse, I know that red is not blameless, but you're just taking things. And then it all got better because wrestler finally had, the crash that he's been working on since 101. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, I like this. He finally got it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So Tessa did end up liking the episode, but only because wrestler crashed the car. Well, that's, I mean, he's been, he's been smashing into cars and driving recklessly and chasing after cars. It's only fair that eventually he ends up in the hospital, gets out of the hospital, goes back in the hospital. Yeah, I, I have very, I've kind of got a weird outlook on this episode, um, but real fast question for you, because I kept backing it up and kept backing it up. And for some reason, they used two dark cars in the crash. So you couldn't tell. Was Wrestler the one that hit the whole lineup of cars? And because the way they shot Diego in that, I mean, obviously, Diego was not crashing a car and flying into another car. I think it was. But I don't know, because it was confusing. Yeah, because the way the angle they had, they, they were shooting the scene with Diego did not match the angle the car would have been at if he were flipping over. So I couldn't for the life of me tell if he ran someone else into a into a lineup of cars and she flipped and the lady that was in surgery, or if he did that and hit the lady on the side. It really doesn't matter. It seems like he was in worse shape than the lady. Maybe. Even though she he wasn't was in surgery. surgery, that he seemed like he was years, you know, He's on pain medication and the whole thing. Well, he was also coming off of uh, being shot through the lung, and they were talking about that they didn't know if he was going back to the FBI. Yeah, Yeah. and then he ran all over the place. So yeah, like there was so much. I so I both I I loved the episode last night when I watched it. Um, I did not expect to. I went into it going, 
this is going to be it. They, they have destroyed so much for me. They're about to destroy Wrestler for me. And I'm going to cry. And I did actually end up crying in the episode, but not for a bad reason. I, I think the reason I enjoyed this episode so much more than I have, honestly, any episode this season, for sure, by leaps and bounds. I still, after finding some strange nitpicky things that are, it may just be my writer brain doing it. Um, but... There were definitely things that I found, and I've got a list of it, you know, that don't make sense. But all in all, they went back to a character-driven story. So this was Taylor Martin. She's been around since 2016. She has a list of episodes in her, you know, under her uh, her belt there. And she has known these characters deeply for years now. Um, I don't... I, I'm sure there are folks that have been in, kind of in the background for a long while, but Taylor's been around for years. Um, she may have come in, because I, I know she's been writing episodes since 2016. She may have actually been there longer. She may be one of our longest-running folks on mm-hmm. the writing. I think so. Point. Um, I know Sam Christopher has been involved with the show for mm-hmm. about as long, nearly as long. Um, and so, like, those two are... They have a deep, deep knowledge in a way that I can only assume folks coming in in the last couple seasons had to to catch up mm-hmm. in a way. Um, they, they have a deeper knowledge there. And so it was very nice to see a character-driven episode. And I, I love Wrestler. Um, back in the day when I still loved Red, Ress and Red, uh, Red and Ress would switch for my second favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh Tom was always my first, and and those boys kind of played hopscotch around each other for me to be the the second favorite. They both got displaced by Liz somewhere along the way, um, the more we got to know her character. And certainly after we lost Tom, I just kind of went full in for, like, I will fight for this woman. (laughs) Mm. And she became the first favorite. Um, But I've always had a very special place in my heart for wrestler, which is kind of an odd place for at least someone on Tumblr that's a keen squared shipper. I've mm-hmm. always kind of been the oddball over there. I love wrestler. I've never shipped Keenler. Um, but I, I really enjoyed this episode as a deep dive and working through some of his emotions. Mm. I will say that there were a, as I was going through between things today and doing my rewatch and jotting down notes for it, I found a lot of very strange things that if the episode hadn't been centered around Peter Pan and especially the the comment about uh, between sleep and awake, mm-hmm. because that that's where Neverland is supposed to, to to be. It's that place where you're falling asleep and you can remember your dreams and your childhood. And like Neverland is a magical place. And I, I love Peter Pan love Peter Pan and so the fact that they were zeroing in on that was very nice just in general for me yeah especially because before we did Alice in Wonderland yeah uh also another favorite of mine see ya (laughs) um anyway maybe I've got a, a type there um but the fact that they were that they were focused in on between sleep and awake and the fact that that was what they titled their episode and wrestler was unconscious a lot 
there was a lot of he was back and forth between unconscious and hyped up on either drugs or alcohol. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of fuzzy moments for him in this episode. And so as I started watching it, if if it hadn't been focused in on the Peter Pan theme, I would have gone and eh, they just they've given up. You know, th- these these moments are just sloppy writing. They just didn't think about it. Someone only had a few minutes to put this episode together. But looking at it through the lens of Neverland of of maybe things and on top of that, these episodes that are not blacklist driven, blacklister driven always tend to be a little iffy on if we can trust our narrator. Mm -hmm. They all of them have been. And so. I wonder how, how much of what we saw during his journey between jumping between Liz's death and coming back uh, in in the first episode of the season, essentially, how much of that we can trust and how much of that was because he made the comment in his his monologue there at the end when he was talking to to Liz and to Tom, which I thought was kind of cool. My Tesla heart was very happy with that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, how much of that potentially was him being in that fuzzy place in that uh that that sort of I don't want to call it brain foggy place but I mean when, when you're drinking exactly hey, yeah it, yeah it's not and, a, it's not full consciousness let's yeah. just put it that way which is I mean <laughs> obviously Neverland is a happier version of that it's you know it's uh probably at it when you're if you if you too hard about it you might start getting a little scared there are definitely some darker themes if you go back to the original like most fairy tales uh disney lightened it up a bit um really interesting bit for anybody i would not recommend the show on hold but uh because they they went off the the Mm -hmm. cliff after a while but um once upon a time that was on ABC a few years ago, had a fantastic Neverland arc that took a really nice look at the the darker Peter Pan angle. Mm. And it, it was good. But um, but regardless, you, I think most people, when they think of Peter Pan, don't think of the darker aspects that you can dig into it with. They think of, oh, th- this is a childhood fantasy. It's nice. It's not growing up. Yeah. Um... I had, you know, it's interesting because we have seen now four of our characters uh, mourning for someone, either mo- either because they're dead or or because they lost them. We have seen Kit May. We have seen Ruin. Uh, this one with wrestler and but we have also seen Aram in when he was really angry with with Red because he took uh, he took Samar out and out of his his sphere and and it's interesting because I, I like that we went there I think we needed to go there we had an idea more or less what what Aram did. He just, you know, got into work. Cooper seems um strangely um concerned and, and affected 
which tells me, you know, my my thing. I don't think Liz is dead. And I think Dembe and Cooper were the ones who concocted this this uh, fake death. Well, so one of the problems I've had with that theory of yours is the fact that everybody was around Liz's body at the end. But not wrestler, wrestler. I was going to say that that was what I was going to say is that this would actually feed into that theory as a possibility in the the pros list for mm-hmm. <laughs> in the pros column of our spreadsheet yeah. here um it would actually feed into the possibility of because wrestler he ran up to it best i remember at the end of season eight knelt down next to her and then from this episode it looks like he immediately popped up and hijacked a car um yeah. I mean, at least Tom apologizes when he does it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> well, he's not a federal agent, so all he has is... He also time. wasn't on copious amounts of drugs, just lost yeah. the woman the woman he loved, all of that. Um, he was chasing down to save the woman he loved when he mm. apologized for hijacking the car. Um, but, I, and I, I feel like I do need to make the comment. While I have never been a Keenler shipper, um, I do believe... And I believed early on until probably season three or four. I definitely in season two, I was very convinced that wrestler had a thing for Liz. Oh, I, um, I never did. I, I, yeah, I know. And we, we've talked about this before. I was yeah. very convinced of that. And they tapered back off of that. Um, my, my guess now is that they were actually gearing towards a um a love triangle which i despise i'm glad they didn't go that route but that is my assumption is they were gearing towards that and then megan got pregnant and they went nope gotta shuffle this around and so that didn't end up happening so i i am on board with this level of mourning even i i think that after going through surgery and having his his lung removed or whatever it was that happened at the end of season eight, all of that, I feel like then getting into a car and chasing red and getting into a wreck was a bit excessive. I'm not really sure. I mean, even just like chasing him down could have been a lot for what he'd been through. Mm. I mean, like they, they went yeah. above and beyond, but I, like I said, that's I very, going. very wrestler though. But I, that, that's what I was saying is that I think it was in character for him to react with that burst of emotion after it, losing her. I, I think that that I mean, I, I I don't see any of this because they're acting as if they had a long term relationship and and all that. And, and the truth is they were friends. I was kind of I wouldn't have wanted in all this to see a throwback to Audrey to for him is not the first time that he has lost someone i i i would have liked actually to see some connection and i guess the the drug abuse was one that because i mean let's face it they slept together once and and Liz, it wasn't exactly because uh you know at least wanted to use him as his inside man it was a very kind of um prosaic thing for Liz but for wrestler 
and, and I do I, think Liz cared about him. Yeah, I, don't I mean, think it care, was yes, and, and probably kind of like him. But my, my point is that it, it could have been a lot more significant if they had actually taken Audrey in there. Because then you could see how wrestler just put whatever pain he had of Audrey, a woman with whom he had a real relationship for, you know, she was pregnant. Uh, they had had a relationship. They had broken up. It's years knowing this woman and lost her. So if, if, if they had brought her in, I think that it would have been a far more interesting play on, okay, you lose one woman then you kind of put all of that into Liz, whether that was reciprocated or not, but in, you got a little confused there, and then you lose Liz. So it's like you're losing twice. It's it's just this pylon of loss, and then you go right back into OxyContin. So that that I get. That would that I would have been to me a more satisfying way. Because you feel like they're rewriting things. I mean, see, you know. I, I didn't get that. So, and I think our our difference of opinion there probably stems from the fact that I I accept and I agree with after this that wrestler always had a thing for. Her. I think he put it aside. I think he tried to get past it when he realized she wasn't leaving Tom, and maybe even learned to respect it in a way, but. And so I, I think from that point of view, at the end, when, when they did end up sleeping together, for him, it was the culmination of eight years of having, you know, being interested in this woman. I mean, maybe not a full eight years, but but a long time of this. And they, they were always a little bit closer um, off and on. I mean, it, sometimes it was more, sometimes it was less. As partners, they tended to be paired up a lot out in the field. They were just close, even if it was just a friendship. And then if he had feelings for her, they moved into something more than friendship. And then suddenly, on top of, as you said, losing Audrey before, and the assumption is also a child... And then suddenly he loses Liz when she's about to walk away. It's I, I can understand and I can appreciate that he went off the rails. So on the list of things that I have on here for questionable situations is the doctor with the oxy. And so the doctor in the small town, uh, so just for background, um, I, I have a chronic pain disease, so I, I do deal with pain management. Um, and I, my personal doctor, the, the last long-term doctor that I've had, um, she had the reaction of the small town doctor. But she knew me. She knew the kind of medications that I could be on and I couldn't be on. But that that like, OK, these are your reactions. This is your personality type. Maybe I can prescribe this. Maybe I shouldn't prescribe this, you know, and I. You know, it, like that rang more true to me with his like. 
you don't seem to have an issue other than the compared to the first doctor that Russ was like, I, I have a history of abuse. And the doctor goes, I understand that, but do it anyway. I am forcing these hardcore med, uh, you know, painkillers. But on that you. is, that is consistent. I mean, when you have, maybe a, I just had surgery, good doctors. I don't know. They do not let you walk of the hospital without it's if you're going to be in significant pain they do not let you walk over hospital without pain medication i can tell you because it's happened to me okay. and i tell the guys i'm going to take this thing and i'm going to shred it no 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 you don't understand you have to have somebody go and get it so that we can release you and i tell them it's going to go in the trash i'd rather have pain than those things but no. um, the truth is, when you when you see those documentaries, is that the doctors were pushing it, and they were, you know, whenever somebody said, "Oh, you know, you have more pain," or yeah, but then you need more medication. So to me, after seeing those documentaries, it kind of like, yeah, that goes in. It, in fact, the fact says, "I'm gonna give you some now, so that until you get to the pharmacy." It's like, Paul, you're just acting like you're a, a drug dealer pushing your drugs into this poor guy. I mean, who, what doctor tells you in a small town, I'm going to give you some pain pills until you get to the pharmacy, which is probably two blocks away. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, that was, yeah, to me, like, that, was, that read very, very true. I, well, okay. Uh, I've had like two surgeries in my life, so maybe <laughs> it's been a while. So maybe that's just different, um, uh, you know, versus chronic pain versus surgery. So that that could be where that disconnect is there for me. But it it was just very interesting with the way that they were pushing it. And, and the fact that they knew he was an addict and they didn't go, okay, well, we need to get you something. I mean, you, you can do... You know, a stronger, a prescription uh, grade of aspirin or, or yeah. something like that. But that is going straight to oxycodone. I mean, yeah. like. Well, that, that 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 kind of fed into the, uh, you know, the, the times and, and, you know, of this epidemic of that. Um, so something interesting. Um well, let, let me get, uh, before I jump in there, because it's at the very beginning of the episode, I'd like to get your reaction as a as a Red fan. Um, and we've talked about this a little bit. The fact that his reaction to Liz's death um, in season three, quote-unquote death, was Kate May. Mm-hmm. He went, he smoked a lot of stuff, and he had went out and hallucinated in Kate May. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um that was his reaction. He just, he sold everything off. He was willing to just basically be done with everything. Mm-hmm. He was basically then, contemplating suicide. Yeah, exactly. And, but this time there wasn't that reaction. And the argument could be made. It's been two years. We don't know what happened during those two years. He clearly has made comments about like working through things with the sisters, et cetera, et cetera. But what was interesting to me, when Liz was shot, Dimbe says, we have to go, we have to go now, and grabs him and urges him forward. That I understand, because he's being directed. That was the same thing they did in season three. Same, season three had the same. 
exactly. And so, but if you're in shock, you're more malleable to someone on the outside. But what caught my interest was as wrestlers chasing them. Simba makes about it, and Red's reaction is lose him. And so that's him actively saying, just just go, uh, versus the shock and the the depression following losing Liz like he just did. And so I'm curious what's your reaction. If you found that odd, if you no, I found it completely reason. credible. If okay. I if I put myself in his place, the last thing I want because if if I had come across wrestler, I would have shot him. And that could that. be it, yeah. I would have just emptied my magazine in there because I'm angry, I'm in pain. That just horrible thing happened, and then there is this guy, uh, insert whatever, explain it if you want, chasing me for whatever. I would just empty my my gun on him and be done with it. So I think that it was actually a self-preservation and a, like, I mean, this is really inappropriate wrestler. Get the hell out of here. Because compare that, that wrestler to the wrestler that uses his FBI code to put around rest about around red and bring and, and bring him to the car where, where Dembe was like opening the door for him. So that was a very stark difference here. Um, and, and one was to me, the one was wrestler thinking the other one was wrestler thinking with the lower head. Uh, not one made for that. It just, uh, I, I mean, I understood. It's not It's not that I don't get that. I mean, it, let's go with the premise, whatever reason, that's what Wrestler had in, her, in his mind that the relationship was. It made sense. And I'm glad that we got the episode. I just wanted to have Audrey here because it would have created a deeper character analysis and, and have him go and, and go at that again. The first time that he got uh, addicted was after Audrey died. It wasn't really after the pain, after the leg thing. It was after she died. Probably was prescribed that when she died. He went full on with that. Yeah, that's his. That's his reaction to. And it's interesting because he had he had very good observations about how he avoids problems and. You know, I'm 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 a, I'm a master of of avoiding stuff, and so it seems like he has gained through this eight years a lot of growth into understanding that his his uh, posture as the the purest of the pure was just plain BS. That he had skeleton in the closet. That he had killed somebody and let the brother stand for that there was there's a lot of of him understanding who he was and being a far more honest wrestler than he was in season one and that is was what is interesting to me is as all these characters blame red for everything by red virtue of red making them face that, as you said, the, the line that distinguishes the evil, the good and evil runs through the hearts of everyone. And the point of, of, of putting things behind is not to carry them 
around your neck, but it is to leave them behind, make peace with them and leave them behind. Red had actually, by what the things that have happened and they have to face the real evil, the real enemy, like Red told uh, the law that he now knows what the real enemy looks like. And it's not your apparent enemy. It's mostly the hidden enemy, the things within you. Um, how all of them have grown more aware of who they are and, and in a way much better people because they have, they can have more compassion. They can have more understanding of, of, of the world and can make choices that are not so black and white. Yeah. Um, you don't seem impressed. <laughs> No, I'm I'm thinking through things. Um, I I agree with you that it would have been it, it would have done it some good to have added Audrey to, and I don't think it would have taken much either. It all it would have taken was someone acknowledging that he'd lost someone before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a one line. It's a yeah, it's not, it's not it the would first have been time I important. lose someone. Yeah, it's, you know, when it, you know, each loss weighs on you or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are all sorts of ways they could have worked that in that wouldn't have taken up just a tremendous amount of time. What did you think about the story with the mom uh, and Theo? It was an interesting take because we have seen a lot of the of the of the themes of children in, in danger and women in danger, women forced to violence uh, against women in many ways. It was interesting because it was not his dad, so and that was the theme that stuck. We're talking about a stepfather, so again we go into the the theme of he's not the real father who's the real father the real father died this is a stepfather who's abusive um i mean this we we had that in the deer hunter that was you know a guy who was abusive this guy was you know law enforcement so it was very similar to to the story that Kate gives this the state trooper that stops her in requiem that there was a guy who's abusive who did all that to her but he's he's a judge uh i liked it it was you know it's it's a bit on the trite side it's kind of a expected story that you would imagine if you see a woman there i would have i actually was hoping that she was going to be this this terrorist or this criminal and you know it would have been an interesting uh, play on things but it was fine i mean it worked for the story that's important thing is it did it did it show a side of wrestler first being like very short with a kid and then actually relating to the kid as a human being not as a kid yeah i thought it was interesting because it gave wrestler a chance to and I'm not saying this necessarily in a negative way um, because I, I don't think there's anything wrong 
with that they're just because a guy helps a girl out does not mean he has white knight syndrome um there's been a lot of talk about wrestler and wrestler does have a certain point of view um and they they highlighted the the cliches um Mm -hmm. that they lean into with him that i i you know it is what it is and he had a very shallow point of view in Liz and Tom's relationship. He thought he knew what it was and he viewed it very much in the abusive husband woman to be saved mentality mm-hmm. um, in season three. But it was interesting that his entire regular episode, it was very hyper focused on him. He got to be the white knight Mm-hmm. ish <laughs> white knight with a little dust on him um but it wasn't for well, the white knight he... it's it's very no, dust it's like um, soiled and <laughs> yeah beaten I, was nice. and... I was being nice it was a little dented you know <laughs> um but my point being at the end uh i, I think they call it Florence Nightingale syndrome, where like if you're saved by someone, you mm-hmm. you like suddenly are interested in them romantically, mm-hmm. and it, it felt very sudden. But I, that's the only thing I can attribute to it. That scene with them at the end in the ambulance, yeah. where like, well, you know, you don't want to do it alone. Is it crazy? I'm sitting there thinking, yes, ma'am, it's absolutely crazy. You don't know him just because he's an FBI agent doesn't automatically well, mean but, it's like choice. But that let me just, think about it. That's it's an interesting. How on earth would a woman get involved in that crazy situation with a guy that obviously looks insane? <laughs> Are you talking about the husband or wrestler? The husband and then wrestler. It's like she just latches on yeah. to whoever she finds in there, obviously. I mean, you can see the loss of the father of the kid. He died and then, you know, latch on to this guy who then was an abusive stepfather and husband. But it's not a coincidence that she just went for wrestler. It's like, lady, you just keep repeating the same thing. You need some counseling here. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, rinse, wash, and repeat. Yeah. The the comment from season two, yeah. I think it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I found it interesting that it was almost like wrestler got this this scenario. They I'm not. I'm not sure if you sat him down and said, wrestler, would you like this scenario to happen? That he'd be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm not sure he's cognizant of it. But that we've seen him lean into over the years. He finally got this played out fairly well into the cliche, and it wasn't what he was looking for. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that interesting for his character. And um, mm-hmm. and I guess that's when he went back to his his brother in Detroit. I, I assume no, he was, he was at his not brother's... in the brother in Detroit. He was in uh, he was in Pennsylvania. Was he in Pennsylvania? He was in okay. Pennsylvania. I don't think he left the town. Is after he left, he started like going like from town to town. I don't know. He may have been at the brother, but I thought it was exactly the same place. Because when he finishes. Then they call him and he gives him the key and that's it. He's like, you're done. We're we're all done. This is you have the the card and then that's it. I don't know that he may yeah, have gone. I, he did I got say the that he had been he left after. Hmm? Yeah, is and it? that that leads to another question: if he was trying, if he was trying to stay off the grid or not, 
because some of it seemed like it, but then there were other pieces of it. I'm like, if you're on, if you're trying to stay off the grid, honey, you're not doing it right. <laughs> but he was paying all cash, and yet had an iPhone, which is not exactly known for not being trackable. Um, and then it just it, some things tracked with it, some things didn't. So paying with cash tracked. Uh, assuming he had no open bank account. So I guess he was carrying all of his cash and worldly possessions with him. And they all got stolen by these guys because he said he didn't have any way to, to pay her without going getting a random job there. Um, but then, like I said, he had the phone and apparently he had either insurance or a lot of money to go see this doctor. Because unless you're walking into an emergency room, there's going to be... You know, ERs will see you without insurance. Private doctors, I don't believe will. Maybe it was a, you know, off the beaten track sort of situation. But it just, it, it seemed very inconsistent to me. Um, what, what were your thoughts or did you put any thought into that? I thought that he was just like avoiding being found. I think that they suspected that they were that Cooper or somebody was going to try to find him. Which he did. And obviously they I did. Mean, yeah. And no problem obviously with it. they did. <laughs> yeah. And so it was uh it was interesting. I loved the kid. I loved that little actor. He was adorable with his Peter Pan obsession and just like desperate need to connect with somebody. And I think I think that was probably part of the mom is that she was just trying to give this child some sort of, of you know, stability. I mean, because they were running from the ex-husband, they were hiding out in this tiny little town, and the kid adored Ress. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I I think that was probably part of her sudden interest in him and like oh well he's he's an fbi agent because you your now dead cop husband didn't prove to you that a badge does not equate a good a decent human being all the time mm. <laughs> um but yeah I, I adored the kid i really liked him and and the way that i i think that theo helped him process some with you know talking that out start start the process of it yeah. i'm not sure he's... and fixing the car what he said he started with something broken that yeah. didn't work out but there was nothing fundamentally wrong with it and he started fixing it and by fixing it fix himself and then he made a connection with the kid um and smartly enough walked away from a relationship that would have been a disaster as you said so he's i mean other than I wanted to kill Red, that was like, I mean, you're really pushing things here. I mean, excuse and me. And maybe he wanted I, to. Yeah. They, I, I mean, he's wrestler, always wanted to. Yeah. Wrestler has a bit of a death wish sometimes with the way he approaches life, especially when he's emotional. But remember how he reacted in uh, Mako Tanita when he went after everybody. I mean, he went storming into a place after yeah. a guy that had been shot. Yeah. To go threaten to shoot him again. And, I mean, he does not make good decisions when he is super emotional. To be fair, 
None of them do. No, I mean, how not. many how many episodes did we talk of redemption? All eight, in which we went, Tom is too emotional on this. He is making bad life choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, everybody does. That that's the entire point of 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 uh, you know when you get emotions involved, otherwise people would function very well. I mean, mo- most of the stuff that Red has done when it comes to Liz have been ridiculous because you get your emotions involved and you don't realize that. But you asked me something and I never got to answer you about the difference in Red. And that's a point that is interesting here. I think at that point there was a lot more innocence in Liz in in when she faked her death and, and Red believed she was dead. I think at this point, this was a desperate move to try to keep her alive because every decision that she had been making was sinking her deeper and deeper and taking possibilities of her ever, forget about having a normal life, just having a life. Um... You know, becoming a terrorist, uh, going for planes, bombing a hospital. Every one of them took her deeper. Going to a crazy guy to line up with him. Everything that she was doing was at, at that point so far out that the chances of saving her were so slim that I think Red was down to the last possible thing he could think of. And when he fell, I think it was more like, okay, but there's Agnes, and now there's something else. When Liz died, Agnes was a baby, wasn't as real. You know, sure, she'd been born, but it wasn't as real. We talked about at the time how he always referred to her as the child and the baby, and he, he didn't call her by name at the time. So it it took now is now is is Agnes he has a, 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 a I mean he he spent almost a year with her there is a connection an emotional connection there so I think that that was part of the difference so it did it did read normal I mean all the reactions have read normal except Cooper's Cooper's and Denver is not normal and I I do want to point out because I know how fixated you've been on Dembe being a uh, an FBI agent and I, I heard cool. other people react in the same vein don't worry um but it was interesting when Ressler was sitting at at the uh, the grave site and I do want to take special attention to the grave site because mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's all I got that's <laughs> what I got left <laughs> um But when he was sitting there, he was mentioning things. And as we've discussed time and time again, every line in an episode should mean something. Mm -hmm. Because there's a very finite finite amount of time that they have to work with. And so, and they've done this before where they found clever ways to do their quick recaps Mm -hmm. within the story. And I appreciate when they do that because I have a deep hatred for flashback episodes. Mm. <laughs> I hate them. Uh, the one they did in season two, with the exception of a few new scenes we got, I still say it is one of my most frustrating ones because it just they're useless. They're so okay. useless. But sorry, rant. Um, but my point being that 
the things he said as like up to this point prior to the winter break um he mentioned Dembe being an FBI agent and it just sort of struck a chord with me that it was like a reminder he don't forget this you know this this is important but then they turned around and talked about red shaving his head so I don't know maybe that was just a red herring in there I, I don't know why that was super important, but talking yeah, about the shaman. That, I mean, that decision of shaving the head, oh boy, I hope that was intentional because it was terrible. I, I mean, some men can rock, I mean, some men even look better bold than they do with hair. Yeah, and but with let's, half be shape, but, let's be but, real. James doesn't have a lot of hair left to begin with. Yeah, but when when that that look with the hair very short, that works. Uh, the bald did not work. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, honestly, he looks like he's been through chemotherapy. <laughs> I mean, like that. I don't know if that. Yeah, I mean, they explain. They had an explanation. Like, the whole it thing. was weird. It, and it um, might it might have been a James choice. I don't know. Maybe he decided. Let's he wanted talk to about the, the 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 tombstones, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would also like to say to take this moment to say because we do cover theories and we try to be respectful to theories across the board. While I believe this particular theory was closed a long while back, like back in season three. Many people disagree with me, and they believed that the Keenler baby theory was alive and well. Donald Ressler <laughs> called Agnes their child. The child, that he, uh, what was the line? Hang on, I have that it. That cannot here. be still alive. I, I think it probably is in some places. Um, Pro, but he said, uh, he said, smart kid you two made. And I went, okay, the book is closed. If there were any outliers still there with that theory... The book is closed. Donald Ressler, of all people, has has called Agnes Liz and Tom's child, the child they made. So, well, there we um, have it. you know, great. Um, <laughs> but that was, does not mean that theories will die because apparently they never do. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> but I was very interested in something that is very I, I know that I talked about before how the tombstone had the last name first and the, and the first name second. Uh, which is, I know, is a way of putting them, but it's a very uncommon one. And it's even more uncommon when the name is King, which is just one way of, of writing King. It's the same root, it's the same meaning, it's everything. King, it's a saying King Tom and King Liz. More when in 508, the major says, I don't care if she's Queen Elizabeth and screwing you, her make you king. And, and Sam, Sam made the same comment about she wants to be called Elizabeth now. Uh, I might as well treat her like a queen or something like that. Yes, exactly. Uh, and and we have to the day, I mean this is kind of insane but it was also put on the on the three wise on the on the three wise men day which is I know that for those who are not Catholics or Orthodox uh, Christians it may not mean much but it's this is the day of the 
three wise men, the three is, kings. Is that part of the, the Orthodox as well? Because you've made the yes. comment over the yeah. years to make the fire work, that it might have been an Orthodox, uh, Russian Orthodox Christian, yeah. uh, Christmas. Well, yeah, it definitely, uh, it's something to consider, but we have kings, and there is a third king, Agnes. So we have three kings, and this episode that has the tombstones, and they're talking about about Agnes, and he has the day of three kings. It just seem it always seemed weird to have that the the queen references, the king references. Um, it was interesting too that her tombstone doesn't say mother and wife or I daughter or something. I saw that because Tom's does. Tom's yeah. says um, he has a husband, husband and, and wa- husband and father. Yeah, and Father I and noticed Liz was blank, and I went, why? It never, the other one has been in memory of, this one didn't even have that. Mm-mm. Yeah, nothing. Just your name. Yeah, it. I mean, it's, uh, and, and we know that this wasn't red, because um, red disappeared after this. It's like, it, it just, he just, so basically red did the same thing that he did in Cape May, only we haven't seen his side. Um, we, cat is making, it's being very good cat. Yeah, um, I, I use, I, I use wired, uh, earbuds and he loves to chew on wires. Yeah. I wish you guys could see the cat. Yeah, he's adorable. And now you can hear him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that that I mean that's all I have. It was it was a good episode. I'm glad that we found a way to go into Red's wrestling morning. Uh, it just leaves me, and it was as you say, it was very interesting that he ran out of there. So if Liz survived that, or there was this was some kind of scheme with with Dembe and Cooper, uh, he never saw it. I I also let me ask you something. If that were true, if that were true, would you think that Aram is on it? I think he'd have to because I think Aram was there at her, you know, at the time that we assume is her death. Mm-hmm. And so I think he, I think she, I think he would have to be there. And I, that could lean into, if the theory were correct, it could lean into the fact that Russell was talking about how, you know, the, the Cooper's taking care of Agnes and um, Dembe's an FBI agent. He's doing okay. Aram started a startup company. He's doing okay. Everyone seems to be doing okay, relatively, except for Wrestler. And so that would definitely be in the, the pro column there yeah. for that situation. My question would be, if Liz is alive, any chance Tom would be here to... <laughs> Oh, but I, huh? Any chance of? Of Tom being alive. I have never discounted that. I, it, 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 it becomes less and less probable the more time it passes. But again, it's a blacklist with over 30 fake death. I'm not sure you can discount much. That's true. That is accurate. I, I don't have it in me to have the faith that either of them are alive um i don't even know at this point you know i i've been so disappointed with a lot of stuff just like i told someone the other day i said at this point i just want tom to rest in peace 
<laughs> um, just let the Keens rest in peace. Um, but I don't know. It, it would depend on how they did it, I think, at this point. It's, I, I have gone through multiple ways that I thought it would have been Well, fun, I think that we're but... giving towards the cabal. They, they have to be the ones behind Cooper's framing. Um, we have a very strange situation with Dembe's remarks as if being an FBI agent is something that he's doing out of loyalty. The whole, everything that is happening is telling me that we might go back into the mythology full way. And I, it might be a, it might be a really shocking twist for people. No, I certainly hope the Cabal's coming back because I have been very disappointed that seems to have been dropped. Yep. As we stand. So that's all I got. All right. Um, I, I very much enjoyed the the um, great sight scene, though. I actually did cry. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a huge weeper on TV shows, but um, I, I think that Diego did a fantastic job in the episode. I think he acted the hell out of this show, of this episode. And um, overall, I enjoyed it. I mean... Yeah, it was definitely welcome to go back and spend time. And the same thing that we did with Ruin, the same thing that we did with Kate May. I think it is good to do that. Well, I also think that we've moved away from the deeply character-driven show that it was the beginning. And part of that is the exhaustion of the who is Liz to Red, who is Red to Liz question, which they centralized, which I've said for a while I kind of hope that in hindsight they wouldn't have done it again. It's one of those things, live and learn. But um, they centralized that early on, and it it just went on too long for that question. And because they were trying to stretch it out, I think that they got away from the more character-driven because they needed blacklisters to make it more procedural, and so they focused in more on the blacklister at the detriment of the character-driven television show that we fell in love with and I, there are plenty of people that very much enjoy that they they tune into those shows all the time they tend to be strictly procedural you can take people in and out the whole way through i just don't tend to last long with them mm-hmm. because i i am a character driven fan i i'm here for the stories not necessarily for how spiffy the bad guy is um well that's obviously a big piece it's not the core for, for my mm-hmm. viewing pleasure. Everybody's a little bit different. So, all right. Well, if that's it, then you guys can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. You can chat with us on, we're on Facebook, Twitter, um, Tumblr. Tess is on Reddit. I am also on Reddit. I will probably not see if you tell me, if you say anything to me because I have logged in there maybe three times. Mm. So and that's being generous. You're just a ghost in Reddit. I am a ghost. Mm. <laughs> I anyway, did see you next to, time. I was gonna say, I talked to like a goofy person one time on there. It was a lot of fun. I don't remember what it was. I just remember it being very entertaining. So I wish I, I should probably get involved, but it seems like a lot of work. Um. Yeah, it is if you don't are not there all the time. Um is the next episode next week? I would assume so, but that's I don't know. Yeah, yeah it, it is an episode next week. Okay. Um 
Yeah, I uh, no the, the I think the I don't know when the Olympics start up. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Until next time, everyone. Bye bye. Bye bye.